Hello and welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day3church.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. We're glad you chose to listen today. We believe that God is waiting to speak to you. If you have any questions about today's message, please contact us. We're here to help. Now sit back and join us for the next few minutes. It's Day 3 Live, and it starts right now. We're doing a series entitled Life Out of Death, and kind of the underlying theme is it's Operation Christmas Child uh, time, and we'll be having our uh, collection uh, Sunday in just a few weeks. Uh, So be praying about that, be bringing in the items that we need. Uh, for that. And of course, you saw earlier about how you can uh, actually pay and they will pack for you uh, if you desire to approach it that way. Uh, Ephesians 2, 1 through uh, 4, I I read more than that last week. I'm not going to read all of it this week, even verse 1 through 4. But the Bible makes it abundantly clear that people without Christ are dead in their sin, they're spiritually dead. Uh, verse 1 there says, and, and you were dead in trespasses and sin. And that's true of anyone that doesn't know Christ as their Savior. Even children across the world, if they are at the age that they understand uh, their guilt and their need uh, that they have in their life, their need of forgiveness. Uh, that might be an uncomfortable truth for us, but just because it's uncomfortable doesn't change it from being the truth that people are lost in sin and that they are spiritually dead. If you factor into that what Jesus said in, uh, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, I'm not going to read that passage, but you're probably familiar with it. Jesus talked about two ways and two gates, and he said there's a wide gate and a narrow gate, and he said most people are going through the wide gate that leads to destruction. So if we take Jesus at the word that he said there, that means that we have to recognize that probably most of the people in the world are lost and they need to hear the gospel and we need to try and share the gospel with them through any avenue we can, through our own personal testimony, uh, through Operation Christmas Child, through our giving to missions and things we need to be as involved as we can be in trying to reach others. We started out the series last week by talking about uh, Elijah, a prophet by the name of Elijah and how he stretched himself out over a dead boy and cried out to God three times for him to come back to life. And God answered his prayer. And I asked you last week in this series to kind of keep that image in your mind that through Operation Christmas Child, we're trying to stretch ourselves out over the children of the world who have a spiritual need in their life. They need to be brought from uh, death into life. So keep that image in your mind as we go through this series. Today, we're going to talk about a different prophet by the name of Ezekiel. And that's why I told you to turn to Ezekiel 37. Uh, and we're going to read some verses as we go through uh, the story uh, before us. In, in the text we're going to read, uh, God gives Ezekiel a vision. And he kind of takes him out in a vision into this valley that's filled with uh, dead bones. The Bible refers to them as dry bones. In other words, they have been left there a long time. Uh, everything is gone except the skeletal remains. And they've just been bleached laying out there in the hot sun. 
That's pretty dead, isn't it? I mean, that's absolutely dead. It was just bones laying out there. Well, guys, while we might not like this image, there are people in the world who are absolutely spiritually dead, and they need to receive Christ as their Savior. And that's why we need to do things like Operation Christmas Child, sharing our own testimony, doing what we can to engage people with the gospel. So we're going to look at this story today about, about bringing dry bones to life. And I want you to notice some requirements that I think we can find in this story uh, that can help us if God we use our lives, can help us bring dry bones to life, bring life out of spiritual death. So I want you to notice four things today. Here, here's the first one. Bringing dry bones to life requires God's hand and God's spirit on us. It requires God's hand and God's spirit upon us. In the first part of verse 1 of Ezekiel 37, it says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Now, I understand that's talking about God leading him out in the spirit of the Lord, taking him out to see this vision that he's going to see of all these dead bones in the valley. But I want us to focus upon it like this, guys. We need God's hand upon us. We can't do what God calls us to do in the power of the flesh. We can't use the mechanisms of this world, no matter how you know, much ingenuity we may think we have, whether it be in marketing or advertising or business or whatever else. We can't accomplish the task that God's given us to make disciples of all nations. We won't do that in our own strength. We won't do that in our own ability. We need the hand of God upon us. We need God guiding us by his spirit, showing us empowering us to reach the lostness around us. Now, in, in this day and time, when it talks about the Spirit coming upon Elijah, in that dispensation, it's different than today. In, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit of God would come upon people to equip them to do what God called them to do, such as the prophets or as King David, to where the Spirit of God would come upon them to help them do the task that God had called them to. But in the day that we live in, guys, here's what the Bible teaches. The moment moment you trusted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit came upon you. Not temporarily, but the Holy Spirit came to indwell your life. So we do have God's hand and God's Spirit. The question is, are we going to let Him guide us? Or are we going to listen to the Holy Spirit? Are we going to do what God calls us to do? Whether it be Operation Christmas Child or whatever God calls us to do, we need to listen to Him and follow through with what He wants us to do. Guys, what I'm about to say, please listen closely because this isn't anything against Operation Christmas Child. I love Operation Christmas Child. I love what it does. But, but here's the truth. If we don't have God's hand and God's spirit upon those boxes, it's just a box with items in it. And, and I'm getting a head shake from someone that's highly involved in Operation Christmas Child. If, if all it is is a box of items sent out and God doesn't bless it, it's not anointed with his hand and with his spirit. Guys, it's just a box of items. So I want us to stop right now. We're going to pray right now in this service. Just quickly pray that every shoebox that we send out, that every shoebox that is sent out all across the world, that all the shoeboxes will be anointed by God's spirit and have God's hand upon them and accomplish what God wants to in the lives of lost people all across the world. Let, let's pray about that. Would you join us in prayer just for a minute about that? Uh, I, I'm going to ask uh, David Hall. David, would you stand up and just lead us in that prayer, please?
And all God's people said, amen. That's not a one-time prayer. That's a prayer we need to be praying all through this season. Amen. Praying for God. And we'll pray over those boxes before we send them out. But we need to be remembering that in prayer because we need God's hand and God's spirit upon that type of ministry. Second thing I want you to see today is this. Bringing dry bones to life requires seeing that dry bones exist. That might sound elementary, but look with me at the second part of verse 1 down through verse 3. And he sent me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, you know. So God in this vision takes Ezekiel out and he sets him right in the midst of a valley where there's a ton of dry bones. The, the word for valley that's translated valley there in the, in the original Hebrew literally means battlefield. So what is taking place there's a, uh, in this vision, there's an army that has died. There's an army that's perished and there's bones all over the place. And God leads Ezekiel out to see those bones, to look at those bones. And he walks all among them to observe those bones and the death that had taken place, the dryness of those bones. Guys, we live in a battlefield in this world. Amen. I'm afraid we don't think about it enough as a battlefield, but we live in a world that has a spiritual battle taking place. And we need to understand there are people all around us that don't know Christ as their Savior. There are people who are spiritually dry, spiritually dead all around us. And we need to ask God to give us eyes to see them. Just like Ezekiel had the eyes, God gave him the vision to see all those dry bones. We need to ask God, God, help us see the lostness in our world. Help us see the dryness in our world. Help us to see people that are spiritually dead in in our world. And we need to trust God to do something about it. We need to understand that that God is a sovereign God. But but God wants us guys to open our eyes. He wants us to see the lostness that exists there, the lostness in the condition of children all across the world. We need to open our eyes and see that. We need to see lostness as we live our lives right here in this county, right wherever we go. There's lostness all around us, and we need to open our eyes and see that. We need to trust in the sovereignty of God. God knows. You may not know, and I may not know. Ezekiel really didn't know. God asked him a question. He he said, son of man, talking about Ezekiel, do you you believe these dry bones can live? And, And I love the answer that Ezekiel gave. God, you know. You know. See, I don't know, but he does. I don't know who will be saved, but he does. Amen. He knows in advance. He he knows who will trust. He knows who will receive these boxes. He knows how it can be used in their lives. And we need to trust in the sovereignty of God, that God can change their lives. Third thing I want you to see is this. Bringing dry bones to life requires obedience to God. Bringing dry bones to life requires obedience to God. Ezekiel is given some really strange instructions in this story. I mean, it's the kind of stuff that if God were to say to you or me, well, we might say, God, are you sure? That sounds kind of crazy. You want me to, to preach to dry bones? But he's given some strange instructions. And instead of arguing about it, Ezekiel does exactly what God tells him to do. As we think about bringing dry bones to life, bringing spiritual life out of death, I, I want us to think about obedience to God. We, we should Obey God, even when the instructions seem strange. Even when we might not understand it. When the instructions seem odd to us, we ought to obey God. Then he said to me, beginning in verse 4 through verse 6, 
prophesy over these bones. Say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. That's some strange instructions, isn't it? I'll be honest with you. I've been some places where I got up to preach. I'd been called to go preach there, and I thought, God, it's a valley of dry bones. I don't know if they're hearing me or not. Yeah, I don't even, it doesn't even look like they're alive. It doesn't look like they're listening. But here, literally, in this vision, there's dry bones, and God says to Ezekiel, I want you to preach. I want you to prophesy. I want you to tell the dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And that's exactly what he does. He obeys the instructions that God gives him. In the Bible, God many times gave some strange, strange instructions to people. Think about Moses for a minute. And there were, there were more than one strange set of instructions that God gave Moses. But here's one that stuck out in my mind as I was thinking about the message this week. God told Moses to throw his staff down, and when he did, it became a snake. Now, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that part. But then God said, pick the snake up. <laughs> I, I, I use this illustration just for you today. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of the part I would want to say, God, you sure about that? You sure you want me to pick up the snake? God, I'd rather pick a rock up and smash the snake's head, not pick it up or anything. But it kind of some strange instructions. He, he gave other strange instructions. Do you realize that he told the prophet Isaiah to go around for three years proclaiming the word of God naked? Do you realize that's what the Bible teaches? Aren't you glad God didn't tell me to do that today? Now, you know, Daryl in the first service stood up with his hands up in the air. He, he's not quite as energetic this service. Now, a lot of theologians believe that he actually went around kind of with a loincloth, not fully naked because the Word would allow for that, because even that would be strange, you know? That would be like me showing up in my underwear or something to proclaim the, the Word of God to you. But, but Isaiah was told to do that for three years, and here's why. It was an image to the children of Israel that they would be carried away into captivity by the Assyrian king with very little clothes upon them. So there was a reason that God told him to do it. Isaiah didn't argue. He did what God told him to do. In Ezekiel chapter 4, Daryl tried to talk me out of using this, but it's in the Bible, guys. <laughs> he said, talk about, you know, going and talking to a donkey or a donkey talking or something like that. In Ezekiel chapter 4, God told Ezekiel to do this. He said, I want you to bake some bread in front of all the house of Israel, and I want you to use human waste. <laughs> I want you to use human poop for the fuel to cook it with. Aren't you glad God didn't tell me to bring a frying pan today and cook you some bread like that? And yet there was a reason for it because God was having Ezekiel to do that in Ezekiel chapter 4 to show the people when you're carried into captivity, you're going to eat defiled food. So that might seem like strange instructions, and yet he did what God told him to do. He prepared that bread using that type of fuel in front of all of Israel. Now, guys, I'm just telling you, when he got to Ezekiel 37 and God told him to preach to dry bones, it didn't seem as strange to him, did it? <laughs> Not as what he was told to do in Ezekiel chapter 4. But he obeys. That's the point I want you to get. He obeys God, and he proclaims what God tells him to proclaim 
to the dry bones. And when he does, something starts to happen. And guys, I'm just saying this. Ezekiel did not say to God, God, I don't think I heard you right. God, that's crazy. You want me to do what? You want me to reclaim your word to dead, dry bones? He didn't do that. Instead, he just obeys the instructions of God. God, guys, clearly, clearly, God's told us to make disciples of all nations, hasn't he? That's not debatable. God's told us to share the gospel. He's told us to share the good news. What you and I need to do is just start obeying what God has told us to do. We don't have to vote on it. We don't have to debate it. We don't have to say, God, are you sure? What we need to do is simply do what God has told us to do. And here's why. Obedience to God brings results. Obedience to God brings results. Look at verse 7 and verse 8. So I prophesied as I was commanded. He, he did exactly what God told him to do. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. Behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. He had results take place. In this vision, when he did what God told him to do, and he proclaimed the word of God to the dry bones, all of a sudden they start coming together. All of a sudden, skin started growing upon them. Muscles, sinews started growing upon them. They weren't breathing yet, but he saw the results of it. Guys, I think the same thing can happen. If we will be obedient to Operation Christmas Child, if we'll be obedient in support of missions, if we will be obedient and share our testimony, our faith, the good news, the gospel with other people, we can see results. We can see results that will bring life out of death if we just be willing to be obedient. You know what else might happen as the result of it? Our own dryness, our own dry bones. You ever feel like you're not spiritually where you ought to be? You understand it might be simply because you're not doing what God told you to do. I, I can promise you this. I've never had a time in my life. Daryl would tell you the same thing. John would tell you the same thing. I've never had a time in my life when I shared the gospel with somebody and they said yes, that it didn't help me a lot. <laughs> that it didn't help revive me. It didn't make me feel more spiritually alive and more spiritually awake. And I'm simply saying, if we would do what God's told us to do, if we would just listen to him in obedience and proclaim his word, it will help our own dryness also in our own lives. Obedience to God needs our continuous attention. It needs our continuous attention. Look at verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. What I'm wanting to get you to see from that is this. Ezekiel did not just hear God once and do it and say it's a one-time-and-done deal. He didn't just hear God say, Preach to the dry bones. And then after he preached to the dry bones, he said, well, God, I, there, I've done what you want me to do. And he quit listening. Now, he still had open ears. And he heard God say something more. And yes, the instructions are still kind of strange. Preach to the wind. <laughs> Preach to the four winds and, and command the winds to come and breath to enter these bodies that they may live. And yet, that's what God told Ezekiel to do. And he has this continuous attention. He's still listening for more instructions. And he obeys those instructions. But I'm afraid 
many people in their, in their spiritual life are like this in their Christian life. Well, I heard God tell me to do something 10 years ago, and I did it. What have you done since then? I shared the gospel with someone a few years back. Who have you shared it with lately? I, I, I sent a few shoeboxes last year. <laughs> what are you going to do this year? What I'm saying is we need to keep listening. That God's still speaking to us. That, that God's still giving us instructions, and we need to have continuous attention to what God tells us to do. We need to listen to his voice and obey what he tells us to do. Obedience also does this. Obedience to God gives victory. It gives victory. Look at verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. See, the bones in this valley and this vision that God has given Ezekiel were in a battlefield. These dead bones represent a defeated army. Maybe an army of Israel, but we're not necessarily told that. But in this valley, there's a defeated army that has been killed, and no one even cared enough to bury their bodies, and they've laid there, and they've decomposed. Maybe the vultures fed upon them, and now the bones have just been there until they're completely dry, baked by the sun. It's a total picture of defeat for this army. Guys, we have people all around us in our world that are defeated spiritually. We have children across the world that are defeated spiritually. We have have children and families and people across the world that maybe feel like that image of, of that defeated army. They feel like they're defeated in their lives. They feel like they're defeated by sin. They feel like they've just been left by the world out just to, to rot. No one cares about them. That, that's why we need to be obedient. We need to, to share the gospel because sharing the gospel, people can bring victory in their lives. This army all of a sudden stood up and they were breathing. And they were an exceeding great army. Guys, that's what we need to be. We need to be an exceeding great army. But the lost out in this world, guess what? They can be. They can become an exceeding great army for God if we'll win them with the gospel of Christ. Last thing I want you to see is this. Bringing dry bones to life requires a spiritual resurrection or life out of death. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So he's letting us know what the the exact meaning of, of this vision is. These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, in other words, this is the, the mindset of the house of Israel. Our bones are dried up. And our hope is lost, and we are clean cut off. Therefore, he says, prophesy to them. He's telling them, go and preach to Israel. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land Then you shall know that I am the Lord, I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. So here's the immediate context of the story that we're looking at today. He's talking about the nation of Israel. He's talking about the way the nation of Israel felt and how they would feel when they were carried off into the nations, into exile. And he's saying that's the way Israel's going to feel. But God is saying this, I'm not going to leave you in exile. 
It's like a resurrection taking place. It's like someone being called from the grave. He said, I'm going to restore you again as a nation. I'm going to bring you about as a nation again. Which, by the way, guys, politically speaking, that happened on May the 14th, 1948. That's when Israel was proclaimed a nation again. Some people believe this, and it might be something for us to be concerned about and realize that time is growing short, like David prayed a moment ago, because some people believe there's a reference to Israel being blossoming as a nation, and from the time that happened, that generation will not pass away. If that's the definition of that, in 1948, Israel became a nation again. So we might need to be concerned about the shortness of time, the brevity of time, and understand that there are people who are spiritually lost across this world, and we need to do all we can to try and reach them through Operation Christmas Child or other means that we have, because time could be drawing short. Now, that's the immediate application of it, but but I want you to understand an application for us in this day and time. We, We need to make an application for the nations and the peoples of the world. There are nations and peoples of the world who are like dead, dry bones. Their hope is lost. They feel like they're cut off. These people are spiritually dead, and they are in in need of a spiritual resurrection. They're in need of God's life. They're in need of spiritual life within them. And according to the Scriptures, the only way they can receive that type of life, that type of spiritual life, is through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of Operation Christmas Child. That's the purpose of them going through the greatest journey so they can hear the gospel and come to faith in Christ and hopefully their families come to faith in Christ. Guys, we need to recognize that there's a need across our world that people are spiritually dead and they need to be brought from death to life. They need to experience a spiritual resurrection in their lives. So kind of like last week, here's a challenge for us. Let us give them life out of death with the gospel of Christ. That's what we're called to do. That's why we're still here as a church. That's what we've been left to do, to share the gospel, to bring life out of death. Let us impact the world through missions, through our regular support of our tithes and offerings. Part of our money goes to help support missions through special offerings like Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Through special offerings like Annie Armstrong Easter offering. Through special endeavors like Operation Christmas Child. We're trying to engage the world with the gospel of Christ. Let, let us use Operation Christmas Child to open doors into the hearts of the children of the world and their families that they might experience a spiritual resurrection, life out of death. Let us so display the love of God through Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes in such a way that the lost of this world will know, as God said Israel would know, that the Lord is God. We live in a world, as I said earlier, that's a spiritual battlefield. Do you agree with that? We're in a battlefield with eternal consequences. Can I ask you a question? Do you believe dry bones can live? Do you? That's a question for you to answer. Do you believe that dry bones can live? Do you believe that spiritually lost people through the gospel of Christ can be made alive? Maybe you put it like that. If you really believe that, if you really, really, really believe that the spiritually dead people of this world can be brought to life by the gospel, when was the last time you told somebody about Jesus? 
When's the last time you shared the gospel? There's more to it than us just saying, let's send shoeboxes. Oh, we ought to do that. We ought to do everything we can, every avenue possible. Because if we really believe that spiritually dead people can be brought to life by the gospel, we need to share the gospel. We need to ask God's hand to guide us and be upon us and use us. We need to ask God to open our eyes so we can see the great multitude of dry bones in our world, of spiritually lost people in our world. We need to understand that those people need to hear the gospel and receive eternal life. We need to look closely. I mean, really look closely at your world. Look closely at your neighbors. Look closely at the people you work with. Look closely at the people in the marketplace that you rub shoulders with. We need to look closely and understand there are dry bones all around us. There are people that need life all around us. Then we need to do something about it. We need to obey God no matter how strange the instructions might sound, and proclaim his word to the dry bones of this world. We need to fully obey God and see great results. Spiritually dead people come to life. Last week during the invitation, I called you to a time of prayer. I'm going to do the same thing today. I'm going to ask you during this invitation song that you'll come and you'll pray for the lostness of this world. That you'll come and you'll pray for the effectiveness of Operation Christmas Child across the world. But not just that, that you'll submit yourself and say, God, let me be a voice. God, let me see the lostness of the world around me. God, God, put your hand upon me and God, fill me with your spirit to the point that, that, that I overflow, that, that I share the gospel with others. I'm going to ask you to come and pray and tell God that you're willing to obey him, no matter how strange the instructions might be. That's what Ezekiel did. No matter how strange it might seem, if God tells us to do it, guys, we need to do it. I'm going to ask you to come and pray and commit to do all you can through Operation Christmas Child. Whether it be you purchasing items or you sending the money like you heard earlier and then packing shoeboxes that are going to be going across the world. I'm going to ask you to come and say, God, God, give me the eyes like I mentioned a minute ago. Give me the eyes to see people around me, lost people around me. And God, help me, help me, empower me to share the gospel with them. If you don't feel comfortable because of COVID coming and getting right beside the people, I understand that. We've got walls all the way around this facility. I'm just asking you to move somewhere. And let's go to God and let's pray that we'd be obedient, that we'd see dry bones come to life. I invite you to come. Are you in need of greater peace in your life? It is possible, and it starts with being at peace with God. Just pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I realize I need you and your forgiveness. I invite you to be the boss of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day3church.com. We care about you, and we want to connect with you. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstances and His mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.